When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hey, Tunes and Tumblers fam. Before we get to the show today, we actually have something we've never done before. We have a, uh, a new sponsor daddy that we need to promote um, it, it was a it was a hard uh, thought war, but we decided that we needed to start doing ads now because why was that, Ryan? Why, why do we need to do ads? The biggest thing is that we've been trying to save up for a um, a Greyhound bus ticket for Drew to go find his cockatoo that he left behind at a station in um, Paris, Texas. So the way you can help us out and help Drew get back his his beloved cockatoo <laughs> is. <laughs> By checking out Anchor.fm. If you haven't heard of Anchor, it's the way that we distribute our podcasts, and it's the easiest way to make one. Uh, Pedro, what is great about Anchor? Oh, my God. What's not great about Anchor? It's free. You have no excuses. It is free. I don't care what your financial status is. It is free. They have creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer in case, you know, you suck at editing, or maybe you've had a few too many drinks and... You need some help. They can do it for you. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you. You just sit back and it will throw it out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and so many other platforms. And the best part is you can make money with no minimum listenership. It's literally everything you need in one place. If it's your first time and you want to get into the podcast game, this is how you do it. Yeah, so download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Please, please, this Greyhound bus ticket will not buy itself. Hey, Tunes and Tumblers fam. As you may or may not know, we've had to push today's regularly scheduled episode down the line a bit. Sometimes when you work with artists who have their own release dates, wires become tangled and you just have to roll with the punches. This Friday, we'll be back on schedule with a brand new episode, but we didn't want you to leave empty-handed today. We've had our fabulous producer, Drew, string together a bunch of solid content we had to cut from our episodes with Liz Brownstein, Alex Marino, and Talker into a fresh appetizer for you. Cheers, lovelies. I think, 
like it's it's interesting that you were talking about like um, there being different vibes for um, for for a type of feeling that you have during a, a breakup, and um, I think we all have like different songs and different albums that really hit us when we're going through like an, a breakup. And I, I want to talk about that a little bit, uh, you guys. So like, what songs really do you like go to during a time of heartbreak, or what songs have really struck you during times that you have broken up with somebody or just you know. Uh, uh, just been feeling like really heartbroken. Hmm. Uh, let the bodies hit the floor. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Dust uh, in the wind. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, Adam's song, Blink-182. God damn it, this uh, playlist no, okay, is going to be so <laughs> long. <laughs> this no, no, I, I have one, actually. This one was a real one. I remember, oh, it's such a pathetic image of, of like a middle school, like sitting at the desk at a desktop computer with AIM, with dial tone booting up at the same time. Oh, no. oh my! Um, the Promise by When in Rome. Oh Do my you know god! Song? I love that I'm song. That I'm just thinking of a promise. So, I felt like after I had a breakup, I was like, it wouldn't have gone that way if I would have just said the right things. They just don't come out the way I planned them to be. Yeah, that was like one that always like. I don't know if it's if that song makes. I don't. Is that a sad song to you guys? Does that feel I, sad to I you? Think, it's kind of wistful. I think. Um, well, because it. Well, it sort of goes with this whole thing, right? Like, it doesn't sound necessarily sad, but it kind of is, yeah. And that's what I was like, man, like, if only you knew, if only it came out right, if only I could speak English <laughs> properly, <laughs> if only the words came out correctly. <laughs> if I could speak <laughs> if I was a wordsmith. <laughs> if I was so, a Bill Shakespeare. Uh, but So that's one. So, I mean, uh, I, I mean, I know, I know in particular, like, this is a really prescient conversation for us to have, because at least a couple of us in this circle have been through a breakup in like the past week or so. So, Lord. uh, I mean, I mean like, uh, uh, dicks out for us, right? Like, <laughs> <laughs> no, that's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I've been listening to a lot of, uh, Winnetka bowling league. Um, I did a feature for Atwood on, um, I interviewed Matthew Coma, who's their lead singer. Um, you might know him as a songwriter, and he was featured on that Tiesto song, Wasted. That was probably his biggest hit. He's written for Carly Rae Jepsen. I'm going to stop talking about him. Um, so he, uh, that was his I, biggest hit? I don't know. He did that song with Zed. That was Wasted with Tiesto? No, he did that song with Zed. Um, what was it called? Oh, Clarity? Oh, yeah. No, that's not right. Clarity. Spectrum. No. Spectrum. Oh, yeah. yeah. I feel like that might have been his biggest hit. Well, Don't I mean, maybe about. internationally, you, Tiesto. Has that's been, fair. You know, but anyway. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, it's an indie rock band. Um, Winnetka Bowling League. I mean, that really speaks to the Valley, right? Like, so it's a much smaller, uh, a much smaller type of sound, type of type of niche. He wrote this song called Are You OK? And it's an acoustic ballad that the lyrics just hit me in a way that I've I've never really felt before. It was kind of like this this reaching into me and pulling out the things that I wanted to say to my ex, but I couldn't find like the poetry to do so talking about things like does Billie holiday and wine still make you cry? Like just these like very specific things that like conjured images of just like arguments that we had and like trying to make up and like these, uh, these dingy Hollywood apartments that we could barely afford and like trying to make our, our life together work. And I spoke to him about that. And that was exactly what he told me. Like, like, I don't remember that. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, I didn't write that song. Huh? No, he was talking about how, when he first moved to LA, like he went through a similar thing that I did and he kind of bottled that in a song. And 
like I still to this day like can't listen to that without feeling like oh shit like maybe this isn't as far away from me as I thought it was but yeah I I love that music and and like artists are able to do that like able to give words to feelings that you thought were indescribable Mm -hmm. before what about you Pedro I mean music is how feelings sound really um I don't know for me I tend to listen to like Elvis a lot (laughs) um especially like uh there's a song called how's the world treating you that always really gets me when i'm feeling like shit after a breakup um jason raz has some songs that i really like especially a song called uh please don't tell her that one like god even the title of that that sounds that one makes your heart that one and like and the thing is like jason raz is like an amazing vocalist right so this song just builds and builds and builds and builds and i think i cry almost every time i hear that song um and then john mayer's continuum pretty much that whole album that's could, on my list <laughs> could, yeah that that album 100%. could i mean not get me through a breakup but you know you know, you know you know that that moment where you're like i'm feeling sad and i'm gonna wallow in this that you kind of need to and yeah that's something totally. that people don't talk about i remember um when like so back in 2013 i was living in santa barbara with you guys i mean we weren't living together but i didn't you know. even know you back then yeah that's true we were all living in santa barbara and um i went through the worst breakup I had ever had to that point. And I was in therapy because of that and like trying to figure out what I wanted to do. And after just like the session where I was wallowing and just like turning away everything that my therapist was suggesting to like think about or like try internally, he just said to me, well, maybe it's just a time to be sad. And at first that kind of hit me as like a, you're a hopeless case type of comment. But the more I thought about it is you need to let this happen to you. Like you need to feel the extent of this. And in particular, I think Pixar's inside out does a really good job of normalizing that type of thought. Like you need to allow yourself the space to experience sadness, like experience the depth of, of, of human emotion in order to truly appreciate what happened to you and to get over it eventually. Should I get him on totally the line? I agree. What, Pixar? No. They're right down the street. Your therapist. My therapist? I don't even remember his name. He was part of a network in Santa Barbara. Great dude. <laughs> Great dude. Looked like a little bit like an owl in a turtleneck. <laughs> I saw him on Del Playa, actually, the next week. <laughs> <laughs> you remember what I told you about sadness? With- hey, <laughs> what I say. <laughs> He said downing like a red solo cup. Like, <laughs> <laughs> no. But that's okay. totally true. Um, there, I mean, I, I think there definitely comes a point where it's like, oops, I'm too sad and I can't get out of it and now I need help. But there's definitely, uh, you have to go through it. You mm-hmm. have to work through it. You have to feel those emotions. Oh, totally. To let them like take hold of you, drag you into the pit of the darkest hole you've ever been in. And then figure out your own way to climb out and realize that you're going to be stronger and better for exactly. it. Exactly. I mean, if you if you can't get out of that, then yes, please get help. But <laughs> no, do you really need to? But but yeah, no, you have to try and dig yourself out of that hole. Totally. I think that's entirely true. Um, like, I mean, hell, there's been months where I just like feel like total crap. But it's sort of with an eye on like a tiny light far far off in the distance, like... I know why I'm sad. I know that this is going to suck mm-hmm. and it's just going to take time and every day will be a little better. There's a light at the end of the tunnel and sometimes that light is a train and it pushes you back and throws you right back down that hole and sometimes it's the other side mm-hmm. of the tunnel. It's called Recovery is you know? not linear. 
And people not, understand that. Oh, no, not that. at all, yeah. Um, Liz, tell us one of one of your favorite breakup songs. Oh, gosh, one? Right. Um, <laughs> you guys know I shot up with a list, right? <laughs> um, so I have my sad, fresh out of the heartbreak album that is literally on my phone, and I have the screw him breakup songs which are my favorites um so the probably the standout from the sad fresh art of the heartbreak songs um i actually have a version of it must have been love it's the 8-bit version it's no (laughs) (laughs) No, the chiptune remix it is is a norwegian artist that i love called uh, maria mena um and she does a version of the song that is so dark and haunting and just so raw it just it cuts me to the core every time. That one, "Skinny Love" by Boney Bear, mm-hmm. really yeah, hits yeah. me. Good song. Um, and honestly, song. "Somebody to Love" by Queen. But I don't know if you guys have heard the acapella version that they found of Freddie Mercury just singing it without any background music. Mm. So disturbing, but oh my god, it just everything. I can see myself crying in the dark to that. Yeah, it's it's really a, it's just so beautiful, and it so just cuts into you. Um, and for the screw and breakup songs, the top two are absolutely You Ought to Know by Alanis Morissette. Hey. Go to karaoke song. Um, don't ever ask me to sing karaoke. You would regret it. <laughs> and the other one is actually The Best Thing I Never Had by Beyonce. I drunkenly sang that hmm. to an ex of mine at a party. Oh. Yeah, no, that was really bad. What? Oh, <laughs> man. Lord. Wait, wait what? How did that night end? Not well. <laughs> Not well at all. Good God. Right um, back down the emotional pit. <laughs> all right. We're going to have to have a minute. I mean, not on mic, more but, but you're going to tell me that story later. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, we've been going for a long time and I think it's time to finally wrap things up. Wait, a you, message. Wait, wait, did Ryan give us some? Yeah, he did. I gave one. I started with one, but I will say this. A message to anyone who's caused you a bad breakup since, you know, the, the album doesn't have a whole lot of animus towards, you know, the folks they've broken up with. I will just say... Um, to anyone that's ever heard any of us, um, eat some shit because one million flies can't be wrong. Ooh. Charles Darwin. Love that. I, I'm i getting that tattooed on my I left I was just going to say that. <laughs> Not on my thigh. Though, is it going to be, it's gonna be the, the poop emoji with the, the, the quote underneath? Yes, absolutely <laughs> it is. It might, yeah. You guys know about you can actually send somebody a pile of an animal's shit. Oh, I know. To their house. Wait. Oh, have you, you done can this? Have somebody commit no, a crime I'm, I'm for sa- you. I'm saving it for like. Who is the this? Who does this? There's. I believe it. I don't quote me on this. It's like either pile of shit or pile of crap or pile of dung dot com, yeah. and they literally just collect feces from different animals and ship them wherever you want. Them and depending shipped. on what you want to pay, like you can pay all the way. You, you can, can pay like for. You elephant can pay for, dung. Yeah, you can pay like, all the way up to like elephant crap. You get. A massive shipment of shit. I guess it's better. Well, than a massive shipment. Pileofdung.com. Or this is your opportunity to sponsor us. <laughs> You're on the playlist now. You're too. <laughs> Any questions? Moving on. I think when you're <laughs> when ultimately there's less going on, those moments stand out a lot more. Absolutely. Um so one of my favorites youtube media critics did this whole video about michael bay films and about how they're like visual feasts and there's so much going on but at the end you can't remember anything and that's because when everything is important nothing is it's hard for you to uh retain all of that information when it's just coming at you whereas something like uh stop making sense which is a very stripped down performance everything he does from like 
the suit change to anybody got any questions to the weird dancing to the lamp dancing like the lamp dancing <laughs> what a great sentence yeah <laughs> it just it sticks with you because it stands out so much right yeah have you guys uh been to a show where the artist asked if anyone had any questions no where were you where were you gonna you seem like you had a good story was gonna be did another artist like give you that same sense of like stripped down tell tell us still an amazing show let me let me tell you what you wanted to ask (laughs) (laughs) consider it asked well doesn't that move into your like third note of live show experiences yeah yeah so what uh i'll I'll ask the question for you right (laughs) (laughs) has another artist really done that to you Yes, and it's not going to be a surprise, I think, who this artist is, because the Talking Heads, I think, is one of their big inspirations. I know it is, um, but the 1975. Oh, yes. And they even had, um, for the uh, It's Not Living If It's Not With You video, is a straight homage to this performance. He's even wearing the big suits. They got the backup dancers. They're on the platforms. It's everything. Mm -hmm. Love it. I, uh, I was at a show... It's a very different <laughs> sentiment. But in terms of an artist doing something to me, this one band threw a trash can into the audience. Sure. It Who was, is this? Uh, this? Well, was, that's a way to get attention. This is a band called The Crazy Band. That I <laughs> they're, they're no joke. Sorry. They are not together. That might be the most fitting name I've ever heard. <laughs> they are no longer together, but this was one of the best live bands around. And all the members are still active doing various things. But I saw them at this little tiny venue in MacArthur Park, I think, called The Home Room. And they basically had like a plastic trash can filled with L.A. Weeklies. And they just completely filled with L.A. Weeklies and they threw it into the crowd. It's a commentary. And and it was flown everywhere. And I was like, I wonder if they like L.A. Weekly. And so, which back then I was kind of like, yeah, I like them. They probably wrote a bad review or something. But but now that sentiment, I think, is even better now considering the ownership at L.A. Weekly. That's something I'd like to see somebody do. Weirdly, I've also seen a band throw a trash can into the audience in a different way. Oh, it was Mute Math. Oh, um, they, I haven't thought about them in ages. Yeah, they put or tossed whatever a trash can into the audience along with the drummer. And then he drummed on the trash can while the audience was holding him up. <laughs> That's cool. It was very cool. And less very of an attack yes. than my experience. <laughs> but also like weird. Like I love that. Very wow. weird. Um, Me, I guess. There's been a few artists. One that came to mind when I was thinking about this was the first time I heard Walk the Moon. I saw them live. Um, They were opening for Young the Giant, which I was really excited to see. I'd never heard of Walk the Moon before. I had no idea who they were. And it was me and my buddy Richard. And they were setting up and stuff. Um, And we were just in the crowd just chatting, whatever. We were really just waiting for Young the Giant. We had no idea who was opening. And then all of a sudden, we just hear this angelic harmony start rising above the crowd and it's them and it's just the four of them singing together and it's they start off with a song called lift away and it like they had me in the first 10 seconds i was like who are these guys i love them they're amazing and they have a really really fire cover of burning down the house that they play oh they live. do that that's a really Look good cover. it's um, all tying together but um, and ryan passed on them when he worked at the radio station jeez. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no well okay i can tell that sir if you want i don't know if i passed on them i think they had not gotten any they were very in the early stages and the manager wanted to see if they we wanted to host a live show and i just 
I, I mean, I was like sophomore in college. No, you know. <laughs> what did I know? <laughs> like, what did I email me? Yeah, like I have any influence. I think I was the music director at the time at the radio station I was at, and I was kind of like, ah, eh, it doesn't really feel like the vibe. <laughs> yeah. And honestly, probably wouldn't have been the right fit given the vibe of the station. But it is funny to look back. But yeah, they one of those people who <laughs> passed on a mega band. <laughs> <laughs> they demanded attention like immediately and they were they had such an, so much energy and it was incredible um i don't know that that just the way that they commanded the crowd was sort of was really cool to see um another band that did that for me was um under the influence of giants Ooh, yes um, that's one of my like favorite albums of all time um i saw them open for the sounds years and years and years ago um and I was maybe, uh, if anyone wants to know, this was Aaron Bruno's project before AWOL Nation. This was his band yeah, before that. Hometown if hero. anyone doesn't know. Um, yeah. And then, so I saw them and they started and I was like really excited because I didn't know they were opening and I loved them and I was just ecstatic. And then um, I noticed that there's not a lot of people who know who they are in the crowd. And I'm like, what the fuck? How, how not? Um, but... So you got in a fight. Yeah, obviously. Um, <laughs> but no, uh, some people did. But by the end of it, everyone was into it. Everyone was dancing. Like, you couldn't not get into what they were doing. And it was just, they they didn't have anything. It was just them up there. So it was amazing. Fun fact, first time I saw AWOL Nation, I had only heard Sale. And I'm like, yeah, I'm going to go watch Sale. And <laughs> then I watched the entire show and they made me fans in the same way. And like, these guys are having so much fun. He's a great performer. Mm-hmm. He is a really great performer. Um, so is- before we move into Last Call and, and uh, Hashtag Mood, uh, very quickly, I think, I mean, I've seen so many shows, but the one that's sticking out to me right now, especially because we're in LA and all of our LA fans should check out this band if they can. There's a local band called Kitten. Um, Meow. Yes. They, I saw them, I want to say eight years ago and they opened up for Young the Giant and at the time there was just three of them. Just, uh, you know, guitar, drums, and this girl named Chloe. And she is just this little thing. And she was just throwing herself around the stage, just like making a scene, just really powerful vocals. And I was just like way into it. It was another situation where like, I wasn't sure who was going to open for right. the giant. Same thing. <laughs> they tend to do this. <laughs> it sounds like this band's going to blow up if yeah, the trend. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so afterwards, I went to the merch booth and she was there and I just had like this great conversation with her. She was super interesting. Um, I like was just a huge fan immediately. And on the way back, I remember Googling them being like, yeah, she was so cool. Maybe I'll friend her on Facebook, this stuff. She was 16. Oof. <laughs> She's not anymore. Fucking weirdo. <laughs> She's in her mid to late twenties now, so not as weird. Sorry, Chloe. You kept I know the calendar. You put the calendar <laughs> for twenty nineteen. Yeah. Um, in her mid to late twenties, though, you were almost the same age. How old were you when you discovered? Yeah, her? I was twenty. Okay, so or twenty one, something like that. Creepy. Yeah, it's not like Drake. That's not a Drake level. No. Nah. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> On that note, I think it's time <laughs> for us to transition. So, Alex, we're about to play a game with you. It's our favorite game to play, and we play it at the end of every podcast. This sounds this sounds creepy yeah, too. Yeah, I was gonna <laughs> say that too. I don't wanna play it. Um, we're kind of running 
a little bit low on time before we have to move on, but I kind of wanted to to open up uh, the table to just a, a little discussion. I want to go back to what we were saying about like the meanings of songs changing mm-hmm. yeah. uh, just over time. And I think I think we should have a little story time. What's a song, you guys, that for you has kind of like changed over time and why? Oh, or a band. Oh, man. That's a big question. That is a huge question. While you guys are thinking, I could tell you my story. Please. Okay. You don't uh, say. I don't... <laughs> oh, no. All right. So, um, <laughs> Celeste, you're, you're like in the, the music community in L.A. Like, yeah. how familiar are you with Powers? I like know of them. I don't personally know them. I feel I know like of them. the longer we're here, like the closer <laughs> we're going to get to Powers. So Powers, uh, Mike Del Rio, Chris DeRue, they're amazingly talented musicians. And I've been listening to them for like three years. Mm-hmm. And I've been like, while they were active, like I was getting like pretty close to their circle, whatever. Um, I, I, I really enjoy a lot of their music. But um, like last year, uh, one of their songs... Um, uh, just kids, which they wrote after uh, reading Patty Smith's um, uh, memoir. Kids. Yeah, just kids about her relationship with Robert Maplethorpe. Um, I mean, it's kind of a song just about uh, like being artist and muse for one another and being able to feed off of um, creative energy. Uh, I kind of entangled that song with like a doomed relationship. Mm -hmm. And so when that fell apart, like I was just like, Oh, I don't know. I can't really like listen to powers the same way anymore. And very recently I've kind of like had a resurgence with them, like with another one of their songs closer, completely different vibe. Again, if you haven't listened to powers, you should, they have such range. Like all of their songs sound so different from one another. And like this one is kind of like re-energizing me and getting me like excited because they promised me in an Instagram DM that they would have new music by the end of the summer. Krista and Mike, uh, if you are listening, where the hell yeah. is your new music that you promised they me? They got like, what, like 15 days or something? Yeah, <laughs> we're waiting for that single. Anyway, most like people would me. know them probably from that. Are they on that Knox song? They're on yeah, classic, right? yeah. featuring yeah. powers. Yeah. There you go. Mm. So you guys, what's like an artist or song that has changed for you over time? Ooh. Um, I mean, I feel like there are so many if I really thought about it. Yeah. The one that immediately jumps to mind just because they are one of my favorite artists. Um, I have a very, very aggressive obsession with the 1975. Um, which I can't yell at her. Polarizing. You can yell at me, but you can't yell at her. Yeah, I respect her. <laughs> <laughs> so, but uh, I don't know what the backstory of the you know the tension on the 1975. But I mean, they're very, they're a very polarizing band. But their first record I got into in college while I was dating someone who was like just very into them. And yeah, it's kind of a similar thing where like I was just so into them, but also so much associated them with this relationship. And I, like I said, I am very dramatic and I think, (laughs) you know, I don't know. I, I, I will go ages without listening to something if I remotely associate it with like a person or anything. Mm. And I like couldn't listen to them for a while. And then, yeah through time like I kind of got over it and I started listening to them again but then I like really dug in on that first album again like while I was in tour on tour in Europe and then again like the following year it kind of became the soundtrack to like a lot of uh 
just a lot a lot of really defining moments for me and so now like I love them I I I listen to them all the time and like all their records and everything but that first record that they put out I hold so many like pivotal moments over the last whatever like six years it's been since that record came out but I have one specific memory tied to that album that like is just very powerful and visceral. And I always go back there. Um, November, 2013, I was visiting my best friend. She was studying abroad in uh, Rome and uh, the album had just dropped Mm -hmm. and I went to visit her and we were staying in her tiny little flat, listening to this album on these just tinny laptop speakers and it's raining outside and i just remember just bumping the city and like the two of us singing along to it just in this tiny flat it's a great album for that i don't know it's like very no pun intended with the rome thing but it's like a very romantic album like it is like you i just i romanticize every memory that i have attached to it you know what about you guys you're awfully (laughs) silent i'm i'm having trouble thinking of of an i don't know because I mean, there's plenty of artists and albums that I've listened to that, like, I look back on very fondly and maybe don't feel the same way about yeah. them. But um, all of Michael Jackson's discovery. Oh no! Oh, yeah. That is, I mean, that is certainly. <laughs> I mean, true. Um, I guess one one that that comes to mind immediately is um, I think I mentioned it on the episode we did with Liz, but. Um, John Mayer's Continuum. Um, When I first heard that, I was a freshman in college, I think. Um, And everything was just weird and different and hard. And it was, at the time, it was an album. It was sort of like an album I could listen to and look out the window Mm -hmm. and just be like, oh my God, everything is so dark and sad. Um, But now when I listen to that album, it's... I, I just understand it way more, I think. Yeah. I think it just sort of came with age. Oh, yeah. Um, just growing up a little bit, I just understand so much more of it, and it it hits even harder, really. It hits different. Um, yeah. <laughs> but no, it's it's ten times heavier. Like, yeah. the, the emotion of it is... It, it holds so much more weight now, looking back on it. Um, and that's just from experience. Yeah. And well, and talk about an album that talks about like dealing with change. Oh my I god! Mean... Like, um, <laughs> stop this! Stop ch- like the song, like, like stop like, this. Oh, I can't listen to that and song slow and not cry. In a burning room. Yeah, like, I, 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 <laughs> if I listen to "Stop This Train," like I will yeah. lose it. Um, but yeah, that album I think is one that has changed for me over time. Hmm. Hmm. what about you ryan i'm just thinking of like negative things (laughs) i know (laughs) i couldn't come up with something happy at all (laughs) i mean there's really songs that you remember where you thought the meaning was one thing and then you learn what it means later genuine's pony and you're (laughs) wait is that song Uh, not about a pony (laughs) see oh god Five-year-old me was so sad. Of course, <laughs> girls out there are just devastated. Uh, so this is not quite speaking to... I don't have a really um, articulate, well-thought-out, beautiful, you know, butterfly cocoon answer for you. Um, but I do have a <laughs> You're doing great so far. <laughs> I do have a great one that I looked back on that I was like, that was the lyric? And that was uh, uh, Kelly Clarkson's Miss Independent. Uh-huh. Okay. In the chorus, there's a line that says, no more than need to be defensive or to get defensive. Do you know what I'm talking about? It's kind of a mouthful of a lyric. What a weird 
well, that's how you can tell like a Swede, like Swedes, Swedes, <laughs> Swedes were in the room. <laughs> no more the need to get defensive. And somebody was like, the song is so good, but that line is weird. And I was just like, oh I look back God. on it now and I was like, well, cause you guys know, I mean, the, that those guys, the guys, that team are like very involved oh. in pop. If you guys yeah, follow yeah. behind yeah. the scenes yeah, pop yeah. stuff, it's like that duo, whatever they are, they've been in, they've been in it for two decades yeah. basically mm-hmm. but that to me was such a okay that's such a weird yeah. it's just like you, you saw behind the curtain for a second yes yeah, <laughs> yeah. you're just going yeah. along and bam <laughs> so i don't know if the meaning changed but like i definitely it, a weirder something yeah. i like look back at it now where it's like oh yeah like yeah the curtain came down a bit mm. and yeah. i'm not sure i liked what was behind it uh, <laughs> that's like uh that that ariana grande lyric and uh, I want to say it's break free, and it's like now, now that I've become who I really are. Just like yes, yeah, just like for yes, the sake of yes, rhyming. For the sake of rhyming. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <That's> like, oh. <laughs> I've never felt like more of a grammar Nazi than when I heard <laughs> I that know. song. And like the worst part is there was no area for me to comment like, <laughs> it was so bad everybody at the club when that comes on it's kind of like eh. I, was just, I was just hearing because i was like the abby i was like you're not even trying <laughs> but you know what? maybe it's a maybe it's a throwback to that um that the way i are song do you oh, remember that yeah. one the timbaland that's, that's and another... um, no one should that... be trying to throw back to that song <laughs> <laughs> that one is so weird because it like didn't need to rhyme like it yeah. could have no said, yeah it yeah. was a cho- like a choice that <laughs> they're like this did... is hip this is uh, this what, is the next wave. What was it was, the, I guess. What was the idea? But was it the idea that the way I are is like because I am so layered and I have so many different personalities and or so like many... the royal we. Maybe I, that's what I, it was. I but... love that you guys are putting like meaning to this. I feel like it was just a choice to be like, Fuck look, Timbaland's collect- <laughs> collecting his check whether or not we do this. Like, fair. That's true. And we're talking about fair. it like 15 mm-hmm. years if later. We'd like so. to, if you'd like to get in the business of stopping the checks to come, <laughs> we can make that happen. Uh, we can intercept the mail. If that's what we're talking about. Uh, no, but yeah, so. That's that's my contribution to that. You guys well, have much more interesting like, personal answers. I don't know. I feel but like Miss Independence is a song that fucks me up at night. <laughs> I feel like yours spawned way more conversation than ours did. <laughs> totally. uh, yeah. We're all very know, selfish. Really. Yeah. Yeah. So we're this all album. just like, yeah, you're we're going to like, Remember when the Swedes invaded pop music? <laughs> <laughs> You guys is very thick. That's for the playlist of staring out the window thinking mm-hmm. about shit that I still am going to insist on saying yes, at yes. some point. Miss Independence uh, technically on the playlist now. But oh, oh, yeah. Stare out the window. It was right around that time frame for me. Stare so. out the window thinking about Swedes. <laughs> That's my playlist. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. 
and why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. 